Hi, I'm Sophia Ruan Goucher, author of the critically acclaimed best-selling book, A to Z of Detoxing, The Ultimate Guide to Reducing Our Toxic Exposures, and founder of Ruan Living, the only wellness lifestyle brand that simplifies practical non-toxic living. Welcome to my podcast. As you'll hear in this podcast, Jodi Levy is passionate about so many things that it's hard to describe what she does. I would describe her as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, advisor, partner, investor, and creator. But that doesn't even seem to do her justice. In the beginning of this podcast, you'll hear the first word she uses to describe herself, which is not one of the words I just used. What's incredible about Jodi is that she applies her wide-ranging interests and talents to making the world a better place. For example, some of her endeavors have created or supported foods, drinks, apps, and even a milk cleanse that are designed to improve our health and well-being. On her website, Jodi describes her category disrupting brands and companies as ones that are connected to the clean living wellness lifestyle space that empowers people to take care of themselves and optimize their happiness and purpose. She describes some of these companies as focused on biohacking, clean energy, personalized medicine, alternative wellness, sustainable fitness, clean food, and more. One company that may be most familiar to you is Watermelon Water, which I see often in the grocery store. Well, Jody was the founder and chief. Watermelon Water is a company and brand committed to redefining how and what we drink to nourish our bodies and sustain our ecosystem. Beyonce was such a fan that she invested, and you'll hear more about Beyonce in this conversation. In this podcast, you'll also hear Jody talk about Neuropraxis, which is a digital app featuring co-founder Lisa Wimberger's proprietary neurosculpting modules, specifically for overcoming pain, PTSD, stress, and symptoms associated with biotoxic exposure, including Lyme disease, mold disease, viruses, parasites, and more. I thought this was fascinating too. However, the product that is most highlighted in this podcast is the Milk Cleanse, which was co-created with author and integrative medicine doctor, Dr. Linda Lancaster. The Milk Cleanse, which is done in eight or four days and contains supplements for you to take, is designed to alleviate symptoms associated with biotoxic exposure. Now, when I first heard about the Milk Cleanse, I was not interested because I don't like milk, and I have read a lot about the unhealthy effects of milk in adults too. But as I learned more about Jodi's story, I became excited to speak to her. We talk about her also not liking milk, but how the milk cleanse helped symptoms that nothing else helped. Jodi explains that milk acts as a magnet of bad things like bacteria, heavy metals, and other toxins. And the supplements in the milk cleanse help your body eliminate that bad stuff. Now I'm really excited to try the milk cleanse, especially after hearing how much better Jodi feels after doing it. If you're also interested in trying the milk cleanse, then check the podcast show notes for a 10% discount code. A percentage of sales goes towards the awareness and prevention of parasites, Lyme disease, and other tick-borne illnesses. I hope you find this conversation, which was recorded on Instagram Live, as interesting as I did, and Jody's passion and purpose as contagious as well. 
Now on with the show. Hi, Jody. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been such a gift to be able to learn more about you, your health journey, your businesses, all that you've created. It's just really been such an honor getting to know you from afar. So very exciting to be able to speak to you face to face. Thank you so much. I feel the same. I thought we would start with this question. When someone asks you, what do you do? (laughs) How do you answer that? (laughs) I usually tell them that I'm an artist because it's true. I'm a painter and it's like the thing that's closest to my true nature. And then depending on like who they are and how much I feel like they really, really get me, I'll sort of divulge different parts of my universe. Since we have about an hour to talk about you, why don't you take the time to, to answer that more fully? Like, what do you do? You do so many things. Sure. So I'm a maker. I mean, I, I truly like being a maker and an artist is at the core of everything that I do. I apply that to building brands, building companies, building products. I love kind of using different multidisciplinary mediums to tell very complicated stories. A lot of that has to do with health and wellness. So I, because I'm somebody that like can use all the things I love and the kind of gifts that I have to communicate complicated things that other people don't necessarily understand and that I only understand from experience. I tend to be driven to solve something so that I can help other people endure or get better from or understand something that they can apply in their own lives. And so that, that applies to all kinds of stuff like beverage companies and spirits companies, supplement brands. And I have an app that helps people repattern limbic loops. And I run a community-based um, events and experience business called Summit. And so I just get involved with things that are inspiring to me from investing in psychedelics or the you know, advancement of functional mushrooms to people that are helping other people self-publish books to like it really it really runs the gamut but it all comes back to bringing people in touch with what makes them happy because i think that ultimately like our sense of purpose and what we do every day and how we feel about what we do every day is kind of like what matters most so it seems like you've been on this health journey And as you've learned things along the way or been inspired along the way, you've created businesses to offer the world, offer others something that might help them. Would you feel comfortable sharing more about your health experiences and what led to some of the companies and products you've created? For sure. So different parts of my journey have inspired different things. I started in consumer packaged goods with a company called watermelon water which was one of the like first really all natural non-pasteurized super clean products and the only hydration drink that didn't have like toxic chemicals and scary ingredients in it and 
I founded that business based on two bigger concepts. And I looked at every bottle as kind of an interface to these two ideas. One is understanding food waste and the fact that we don't have a system in our country and really in a lot of places in the world that really focuses on waste and how much produce is grown that is never consumed and how much clean food never gets to the people that need it most. And, and then second, the importance of clean food to keep us balanced and healthy. Because a lot of people, especially in our country, don't have access to clean food and, and haven't been communicated to in a way to understand how important it is. And when you think of clean food, what does clean food mean to you? No added sugars, chemicals, like a lot of times different modes of pasteurization can kill healthy foods, things that keep the body in balance and an understanding and really like access to foods that aren't packed with icky, toxic stuff that makes us feel bad and makes our brains not work and ultimately leads to disease. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are like, eat this, don't eat that. I'm a really big advocate of like every body is really different. Our genetics are different. The biotoxins around us are different. The water we're drinking. So I think that like, it's really about a balancing act of what works for each individual. But when I grew up in Detroit and in Michigan in the 90s, like ticks weren't really a thing. So I didn't grow up with any awareness of tick-borne illnesses. And I went to art school in Saratoga Springs at Skidmore College. And I spent like every day in the backwoods because I was like a nature girl from Michigan, you know, and inspired. And it was just this beautiful campus next to basically a state park. And I contracted 14 different types of tick-borne illnesses, but it took me 18 years to figure that out. And I endured a lot of people around me who love me very much being like, stop working so hard. You don't have to be on an airplane every day. You don't have to see the sunrise after dancing all night. You know, everybody had a theory about why I didn't feel good. But I kind of knew that there was something not right. And then I ultimately figured out what was going on. And I looked at kind of what existed out there. And I talked to a lot of people who had been on treatments for years and years and years and like never got better. And I was kind of like, that's not gonna be me. So it took me four years and a very methodical approach and me batting my eyelashes to anybody that I could to convince them to try experiments that they were doing or one thing which led to the next thing, which led to the next thing and nothing really worked. And then I met Dr. Linda Lancaster, who's now my business partner, and I did this like eight day goat milk cleanse. I rolled my eyes the whole way through. I was like, I don't drink milk. I don't do dairy. Like this is against everything I know. And when I finished it, I like got my life back. And then six months later, I was still great. And then two years later, I was still amazing. And here I am five years later, completely thriving. So it's been a wild adventure. And I was like, if this makes me feel so good, what's this gonna do for other people? And Linda's been using this for 40 years to help people recalibrate their bodies and reset their gut, which of course clears the brain. 
So I um, turned it into a product and decided that I had to share it with everybody else because I think we live in an ever-increasing biotoxic environment and even more so now than ever before. And it just gets compounded year over year over year. And so anything that we can do to kind of like reset our bodies and give ourselves a little bit of a break, especially when it's like a non-deprivation way, so it kind of keeps you powering the whole time through, is beneficial. And now here we are, you know, a year and a half into it, and like, it's the most rewarding thing ever. I get emails every day of people telling me their success stories. So what kind of symptoms were you experiencing? I, I'm assuming there are a lot of people out there who maybe have tick-borne illnesses and aren't aware that they do. And since it took you about 18 years to realize that that was something you were dealing with, how could it be, you know, every symptoms will appear differently in, in everyone. But for you, what were some of the symptoms? Yeah, I don't love talking about it. I try to kind of stay like in the sunshine, so to speak. But, you know, it was rough. And there were lots of little things that off right like I couldn't remember things or I was exhausted all the time I just I knew something wasn't right like I was going actively going to practitioners being like this is off this is off this is off balance right so I was like my systems were not working right and to be I think more aligned with what a lot of people go through who don't know what's going on in their, in their bodies I saw what how easy joy was for a lot of people. And I recognized that it took me a lot more effort to feel like good and clear and focused. And that was the thing that kept me really looking to understand like there's, I knew there was something kind of off in my body and I was just, I was very determined to figure out what it was. Okay, and so as you were visiting physicians, were you hearing from them, you're healthy, everything looks good? Yeah, I mean, there were things, I think with people that have biotoxic illnesses and imbalances, there's stuff that goes awry. Like the body's being attacked in different ways. So people that have exposure, exposure to toxic mold, people that have tick-borne illnesses, people that have like heavy metals, things like that a lot of times it's like this invisible layer where we as the people know something's not right. And I think that it's interesting, what I'm seeing now, which is really great, is that like the understanding of mental health and the connection to the gut and the connection to the body and the brain is so much more understood. And I believe that that's gonna help so many people thrive that are kind of in that universe of like invisible stuff, not feeling right. I think a lot of people understand that the traditional medical system is not really designed to look at the whole body and the interconnected parts and pieces. So if you go poking for something that's wrong with your knee and they're like, your knee's great. They're not thinking about what's happening in the whole system. So of course, and obviously that's a, a huge issue, but I also think that there's so many people and practitioners out there that are addressing the whole body. And so we're in a, a much better space now than we ever have been because there's all these people that are like trained in naturopathic modalities, trained in functional medicine, 
even the more traditional medical practitioners are like, okay, I'm seeing great results with some of these other things. I get that they're connected. So it's like, it's a slow roll, but it's happening. So let's dive into the milk cleanse. When I first learned about this milk cleanse, my reaction was, I thought adults shouldn't have dairy. I thought I've been reading that it's not great for adults. And and my second reaction was, I've never liked milk ever since I was little. And I always felt bad because I grew up with the ads that were telling me milk does the body good. And I thought I'd have stronger bones by drinking milk. And I just couldn't. But it was interesting to read more about the milk cleanse and that in Ayurvedic medicine, milk or milk cleanses are actually a thing. So I'd love to hear more about how your experience with a milk cleanse and talk about the different kinds of milk that people can consider drinking. Okay, so when I met Linda, Dr. Linda Lancaster, my partner, I had all the same conceptions that you just said. And I still kind of do. Like I don't really, I, unless I'm doing the milk cleanse, which I tend to do at least four times a year, I don't really, I don't drink milk in my daily life. But I do have connection and always like an interest in Ayurveda. It's the one system that is so complete and it covers so many parts of the human body and the emotional body and the energy body that I found myself for the last 20 some years always going back to Ayurveda when I really hit a point where like I can't figure something out in my own body and it it works. So that's all I can base things on is like what works for me. So to your point, I carried this supplement kit around with me for at least a year, like in my, you know, little computer bag. And I was just at my wits end with every experiment. And it was my sister who was finally like, you still have that like milk cleanse in your bag? Maybe it's time. So I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that I'm going to drink milk for eight days. I was in Denver. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I had tried everything else. And my co-founder, Dave, who basically saved my life by introducing me to the milk cleanse, he had said to me, he's a, a wine expert. And he was like, just treat your first cleanse like a tasting. Get every kind of milk you can. See how you feel on goat's milk. See how you feel on heavy cream see how you feel on this one and that one. And I come from the consumer packaged goods space. So I had people like sending me camel milk and all these weird things. I tried all of them. I was like surprised by how much I actually liked some of them. I personally only drink goat milk. And the reason for that is it's the only milk I can digest without being like unhappy. And it gives me crazy amounts of energy. Hmm. So I, when I go on the milk cleanse and my team, my partner, Lindsay, who I saw jump on here at some point, like she laughs at me because I, within the first 12 hours, I get crazy amount of energy. My brain goes crystal clear. I'm like literally bouncing. I'm two times more productive at least than normal moments. Sometimes I do it just because I want like the clarity of action. So when I don't drink goat milk, I don't get that crazy energy that I get. 
so I just don't stray. But some people, some people do. Some people hate goat milk. They drink only, you know, organic cow's milk. Some people who just realize that they're not thinking real straight and they're dealing with brain fog, they'll get a milk cleanse and all they have access to is cow's milk and they drink it and it's fine. The milk acts like a magnet in the gut. So what comes from ancient Ayurvedic tradition is that the, the milk acts like a magnet, the spirochetes and bacteria and parasites, it's a parasite cleanse, get attracted into the gut and then our supplements move everything out through our digestive system. So you're just to be clear, your the milk cleanse isn't about just drinking milk. It also is accompanied by supplements that your company packages for the. It's an eight day cleanse, correct? Yes, some yeah. people four days. So a lot of people do like a we'll do a four day parasite cleanse. Yeah, we provide the information, all the supplements. Everyone sources their own milk, just so that it's easy wherever you are. And the milk is really just the vehicle that gets everything moving through your system. What is it about the milk that has it act like a magnet? So these are the places where I want to answer your question, but I can't because there's so many rules about supplements. And so I always stop myself because I like want to just make sure that we get to keep giving people this amazing modality. And when I start to get into the technical parts of it, that's where my team starts to slap my hand and text me. Understood. Okay, so the milk cleanse is drinking milk how many times a day? The minimum. Oh, every two hours, right? Every two hours for at least six times. But most people that I know, especially because it's like people that are kind of in touch with their bodies. So a lot of the people that rely on like the milk cleanse twice a year, four times a year, and have been doing it for a decade. They're people that are moving their bodies. They're hiking, they're doing yoga, they're into biohacking, they're into fitness. We all drink a lot more milk than that. So the great part about milk that's different than a traditional cleanse that most people have done is that you know, you're getting protein, you're getting fat, you're getting carbs. So your body's not in a state of deprivation, but you get the rest because you're not metabolizing and chewing and digesting food. So most people that we know drink a lot more milk throughout the day. So there are no limits on how much milk you can drink. Nope. Find that you get really tired of drinking milk? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not even that you get tired of drinking milk. It's more like you miss food. Mm. So when I'm around my people, whether I'm with my friends or my family, there's these therapeutic baths that are part of the milk lens. I take a bath at dinner, especially because I'm usually with my sister and she's like a gourmet paleo chef. And so when like she's cooking the most incredible meal ever and I'm like drinking my, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll steam it tonight. Yeah, it's so boring. But you feel so good on it and it's like such an efficient reset that it doesn't matter. Usually, when people either there's one of two people either they're trying the milk cleanse for the first time and it's a milk cleanse like doesn't get weirder than that so you have to be dealing with something to get you to do that or you've done it and you do it in your routine every year and you're obsessed with it you just know that it's like your time to reset there's this cool kind of side effect which is you have a ton more time so most of the people 
that I know who have been doing the milk cleanse year over year over year, they really use that time each year to like take on a project, write something that they've been waiting to write, do something around the house that they've been right waiting to do. Like they really, I find that people that don't care as much about, you know, how boring milk is and how much you miss food, you really kind of use that time. I love that. And so if you can't imagine carving out eight days, four days also is helpful. That's what people will do. Yeah. And you don't want to do less than four days. So right now in this weird world that we're living in, where like the world's open and then it's closed and then there's circumstances in life that we have to be closed. Like, I feel like everybody's in a bit of a bipolar state of existence. I'm seeing a lot of people wanting to kind of reset from this time and kind of going into the holidays and going into next year. It's like a kind of a fresh start this fall to winter. A four day cleanse, a full four days, fully resets the gut. For people, which is where we started this conversation, for people that are suffering with like tick-borne illnesses or mold exposure or like more extreme biotoxic stuff, the closer you can get to a full eight days, you'll get the most benefit out of it. For people that want a quick reset or there's something that happens called the milk glow, which is amazing like before an event or a photo shoot or a, like a TV appearance, a four-day cleanse gets you there and it fully resets the gut and it resets your brain. So people that are dealing with like low-grade brain fog and just like not feeling super optimized and want like a little bit of like a sharpness, it's perfect. So sometimes if I'm away and I'm with a friend who's like, I want to try it, I'll grab one kit and we'll split it in two. What causes brain fog? I'm sure there's more than one cause, but what are, do you have insights on brain fog that you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, I mean, I think there's so much research and so much science around the connection of our gut health to the functionality of our brain and our happiness and our overall well-being. So the place where most people get direct, actionable results in clearing the mind is by resetting the gut. There's a lot of information about the vagus nerve that connects the mind and the, the gut. There's a lot of information about the bacteria that lives in the gut, how parasites can affect brain health, memory. So it's, again, no one thing is related to one person. And for most of us, it's probably like a cacophony of stuff. But what we now know is that the fastest way to hack the brain is through the belly. A viewer's asking, does the milk cleanse help clean the liver? No. The milk cleanse, first of all, I, I, if it did, I couldn't really say yes to that, but it really doesn't. It does reset the body. And a lot of times we recommend that when people are done with the milk cleanse, that they do like a liver cleansing diet. So our, so there's phase one, which is eight days, four days or eight days of just milk. Phase two, you return to a clean diet, similar to what we talked about before, of what clean means. And you take the supplements three times a day, which helps continue to pull gunk out of the system. In that phase two, there are certain people that kind of want 
more and they can turn that into more of like a liver cleansing diet. I'm so excited to try this. I'm so excited. Uh, a viewer writes, feel more good or right. Love the milk cleanse. Three, four exclamation marks. Felt great on it, especially being someone who doesn't normally consume dairy. Yay. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, earlier you mentioned that as you're trying different kinds of milks, you were surprised. What were you surprised by? Sounds like you tried something you never tried before, and maybe that was really good. I just, I haven't drank milk in years. So it's like there's a psychological component to this whole thing that is just bizarre. I mean, as a business person, it's, I'm doing the absolute opposite of what anybody should do in business. I'm creating a eight day torture kit that's making <laughs> milk, which the entire wellness world has like said is terrible for us. And half of the people in my target market are vegans. So like, <laughs> you must know that I care passionately about this if I'm still moving forward with this endeavor. I think I was surprised, like I drank camel milk, which is supposed to be amazing for it to reset the gut flora, which- Why, why is, I've never even heard of camel milk, but is that, does it have unique benefits? It does, but I really would be so out of my realm telling you what they are. Um, How does it taste? <laughs> I mean, I drink, I, okay, so I eat, like, all organic, super clean. When I do the milk cleanse, I get Mayenberg pasteurized goat milk from Whole Foods. It's consistent. It doesn't taste like a farm. It's just, I like that it doesn't have all the nutrients. Some people are obsessed with raw milk. I know it's amazing. I'm not that hardcore. So you don't drink raw milk? Drink raw milk. Just pasteurized. Yeah. I'm sure I would be way healthier if I did, but it's just like, I usually decide that I'm going to do the milk cleanse, like, on a whim. I order it. It comes to my door. I order it from my own website. And, and then I, like, you know, put my little Whole Foods app, and I just have all the milk and the bath ingredients delivered, and I'll do a quick reset. We just finished four events with my business summit of which I'm the CEO, and we did four back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back events. And I came home, I was tired, I was filled up, I was depleted, I was all the things. The day that I got home, I ordered all the stuff. The next morning, it was at my door at 6 a.m. I did a quick four-day milk cleanse and like brought myself back to life. You don't take, do you bathe in milk? No. Okay, okay, no. just wanted to clarify. A viewer asked, where do you get camel milk? Oh, there's a, I'll follow up with you. And, and there's this awesome guy. He has a camel farm in America. Wow. There are camels in America? Yeah, they take it really, really seriously. People love it. Wow. Apparently, it's, there's a lot of parents of autistic children that really rely on camel milk because of how it resets the gut microbiome. So I'll make sure that I share that with you so you can share it with everyone that's on here right now. I, I think I need to try camel milk. Yeah. Um, oh, you think of it. <laughs> yeah. Another viewer asks, 
what are the ingredients in the supplements for the liver cleanse? I know you have a proprietary formula, but we don't whatever. have a liver cleanse. So for us, it's not a liver cleanse. I don't, I'm not, I don't, I know nothing about liver cleansing. That's right. That's right. I forgot. But in Dr. Linda's book, Harmonic Healing, which is amazing. Um, I don't have it next to me right now, but I can I'll also send this up, send you a bunch of like little tricks and stuff for your, for everyone. She does have a liver cleanse in her book okay. that people love. It's very gentle. Like everything, including the milk cleanse. I spent four years doing all kinds of like super hardcore modalities. This was the most gentle, peaceful, easy thing I ever did. And it says a lot about healing in general. It was like the first time that I was really just easy on myself and I like kind of surrendered. I, it went challenged all of my notions of nutrition and what was going on in my body, but it really kind of gets back to that mindset of like optimizing our wellness is about balancing the body that we're in, in relationship to the environment that we're in. So that's a really important concept, especially in the worlds that we live in when we're like high octane adrenaline thumping doers, which I am. It's like, I'll start drinking milk. And on day one, I'm like, by day two, I'm like, oh, I had the most incredible sleep ever. Let me just like take a beat. I have all this extra time. I'm not prepping my food. I'm not cooking my food. Like kind of just like gives you that recalibration. Yeah. I feel like an important remedy nowadays in our modern lives is taking the time to slow down. There's so much healing that comes from that. I feel um, like one of the gifts of this crazy pandemic, just the pace changed. Yeah. Which is the good thing. What about buffalo milk? Did you try buffalo milk? Somebody just the other day told me that it's a good milk to drink, and I've never even heard of buffalo milk. So I've actually never had it. People say it's awesome. There's supposed to be a bunch of benefits, and it's really clean. Buffalo meat is super clean. In general, like when you can find bison at the store, there's never, I shouldn't say never, there's not typically antibiotics used. They're usually on like organic grazed grass. So I would assume that that also makes the milk clean. I don't really have experience with it. I'm living in Detroit and we don't have any buffalo milk here. And I haven't found somebody that ships it. So if you, whoever knows about buffalo milk in this chat, knows where to get it, I will try it. Well, I was very interested. So yesterday I went to the farmer's market. I'm in New York City. And I was very excited to find a farmer that was selling buffalo meat and buffalo milk and buffalo cheese. So I, when I do this milk cleanse, I will, I'm going to sample all the different kinds of milk okay, and I'll let you know. Well, when I'm in New York next, which I'm there all the time, we'll have to go to the farmer's market together and do a little tasting. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, that's a fun thing to do. <laughs> we'll, do it on, we'll do it on IG live so everybody can laugh at us. Yeah. I'll have to find camel's milk or maybe I'll just order it ahead of time. I'll have um, a friend send it to us for when we, when we coordinate this. I can't so it'll have wait. to be on the day of the farmer's market. Yeah. Yeah. It's three times a week at, at Union Square. Okay. So 
I feel like we're going to run out of time. And based on what I've read about you, I wanted to ask you what you wish you knew sooner about a number of things. So I'm just going to list them and I'd love your responses. First, what do you wish you knew sooner about neurosculpting? I don't really know what that is. Can you explain that? Yes. So neurosculpting is a modality invented by my dear friend and business partner, Lisa Wimberger. Lisa had her own personal journey where she was suffering from these very strange and extreme seizures. She took it upon herself to create, to learn everything about the brain and brain neuroplasticity and create a system so that she could avoid having to go into that basal vagal seizure. And when she did that, she effectively kept her, herself out of flatlining in an ER. So she then turned that into a modality that she teaches many people, as many people as she possibly can. And I never knew anything about it. And I got myself better from a bunch of toxic mold exposure and 14 types of tick-borne illnesses and like all this other stuff that happens when your body's kind of packed with weird stuff that's not supposed to be there. And I felt great. My brain was back, my joints didn't hurt, but I had extreme back pain. And it wouldn't go away no matter what I did. So I was about to go get surgery. And before I did that, I have a the secret weapon who she's kind of like my Obi-Wan Kenobi for all things medical stuff, especially the things that nobody else understands. And she was like, you know, there's a lot of research coming out of Europe around neuroplasticity work, brain repatterning, and limbic loops. And what they're finding is that a lot of people that have symptoms will get better, but their brain will loop in stress and PTSD triggers and pain. Oh, interesting. So this is essentially why when you hear about somebody who maybe has like gotten a foot taken off, but still has foot pain, that phantom pain is because there's a loop in our limbic system, which exists in the neurological part of the brain that tells us to experience the pain. So the modality of neurosculpting essentially opens the prefrontal cortex, connects the left and right brain hemispheres, and goes into the midbrain, which is where those limbic loops live, and repatterns the topic that is the stress, anxiety, or PTSD trigger. So I met Lisa, I did four sessions, kind of a similar experience to the milk cleanse. I was like sitting here with this delightful person leading me through a 15 minute guided meditation is never going to help my back. Like, just look at my MRI, just talk to the surgeon, right? In four sessions, my pain was gone, has never come back. This was years ago. So I was like, this is crazy. Did a bunch more research, talked to a handful of practitioners in both like the brain repatterning space, the neuroplasticity space, and the like mold, lime, biotoxic space. And I was on an airplane one day and I kind of outlined every symptom, physical, emotional, energetic, mental, like about the body, about the medical system, about the whole experience of the thing. 
that anyone I knew had ever gone through, including people that like when I was sitting, you know, for years with like IVs in my arms, people, I would hear things that people would experience and I never had any of that. And so I went to Lisa and I was like, let's make an app and let's do a module for every single symptom. Give it to this, you know, tiny little subset of humans on a planet that have mold or Lyme or whatever. And she said, yes. So we built this app called Neuropraxis with the first library, which is called Biotoxicity. And all of a sudden we're in like March of 2019 and the pandemic is starting. And 2019 or 2020? I can't. 2020. 2020. And we're like, oh my God, like, there's this virus, which is essentially this biotoxic invader. There's all these people around the world that are getting sick. We should just get this out. So we threw it up on a website as like a web app. We had all of the content recorded and people all over the world started using it to deal with everything that they were kind of going through emotionally, physically. And then ultimately our, uh, we have an iPhone app called Neuropraxis. That is um, obviously the iPhone store. The web app's still up for anybody that's not on iPhone. And we have people that use it and then like report back that their symptoms are gone and reduced and it helps manage stress and anxiety and all the things. Neuro practice? Praxis. E-R-A-X-I-S. Okay. Yeah. Is it similar to EMDR? Mm, no. There's a correlation. So in the five-step process of neurosculpting, where Lisa, every module follows the same format. So the opening of the prefrontal cortex is stage two. So first your body kind of is relaxed and safe is the first. Then she opens the prefrontal cortex by guiding people through something that invokes imagination and creativity. And then she does stimulate the bilateral brain connection between the left brain and the right brain. It's more of a method to get into the deeper parts of the brain where those limbic loops tend to need to be stopped or reprogrammed. But it's not like EMDR where you're, you know, kind of stimulating bilaterally either through your eyes or your hands and then you're kind of going into it. It's, it's more targeted and a different approach that's just communicating with the mind okay yeah but in my experience it has similar effects if i were to shoot if you were to say to me you're going through a trauma you have the choice of doing both i would say i would go with neuropraxis neurosculpting because it's way more efficient and like way less anxiety ridden to go through and longer lasting. Can't wait to check that out too. What do you wish you knew sooner about brain fog? You maybe answered this earlier. Yeah, actually my answer for this is gonna be a little bit unexpected. So resetting the gut is the fastest way to reset the brain, but unrelated to everything else, I actually really love functional mushrooms for like brain related clarity on a day-to-day basis. So there's so much incredible research around like functional mushrooms. And there's actually a product, I'm doing a a product plug, Unexpected, 
There's a product called Super Mush that's launching next Tuesday. It's the most incredible thing ever. It's the best formulations I've ever seen. And they're sublingual sprays that are exactly for this. And they're formulated like as a hack for gut, brain, full body, like wellness. But so you spray it under your tongue? Not even under, on the tongue. Okay. And there's three of them that all are formulated for different things. But it's, it's a really great example of how different combinations of functional mushrooms can impact the brain and subsequently the body. So like one is more reishi, one is more turkey tail, one is more, you know, so it's really cool. I, I'll check oh my, it out. Uh, yeah, I love mushrooms. I'll be checking that out too. I love all your products. <laughs> and I'm just well, that one's not about mine, but I'm a big advocate of it. Super mush. Okay. Yeah. What do you wish more people knew about milk? I mean, I don't even know how to answer this. Milk is so weird and so controversial. Honestly, I, the only thing I can say about milk, and this applies, I have a lot of people in my life who are hardcore vegan, and they do the milk cleanse because it's a tool to reset the system in a way that I haven't found another tool that does that. So the only thing I can say about milk is that like for an eight day period, it doesn't do harm. It, I haven't personally experienced it causing inflammation, which is the biggest concern. And I have dealt with inflammation in a thousand different directions, but I don't know. I feel like to each their own. People should try it. It's weird. I, I hear you. It's weird. What do you wish more people knew about biotoxicity? I think that biotoxicity is challenging because seeing the world as a biotoxic place can be very overwhelming and scary for a lot of people. And most people don't want to look at the world like that. And I actually would hope that people don't have to look at the world like that. I think the people that have to really consider the biotoxins in the air that they're breathing or the water that they're drinking or the food that they're eating are usually the people that are kind of like working really hard to stay in balance. And that's something that I hope this next genre of medicine can really address. But I think that the one thing that could be helpful is that when people don't feel well or people that you know don't feel well, it's often the root cause of some of the things that, that we think of as diagnosis, diagnoses, which are actually just symptoms. And so by understanding how our environment impacts our overall health and wellness can often make the process of getting better or getting back in balance a lot more efficient. What do you wish more people knew about Lyme disease or other tick-borne diseases? Um, or what do you wish you knew sooner? I think that for people that aren't going through it, if there was a general awareness of how intense the suffering is 
and how people that are that are coping with tick-borne illnesses are coping with something that our society at large doesn't understand. So when somebody's diagnosed with something that people understand, it's easier to get the support or the nurturing or the attention because it's you know it's it's scary, it's intense, like it it warrants that. With Lyme and mold toxicity and some of the other biotoxic illnesses, it hasn't been in the forefront. Traditional medicine doesn't really understand it. And so it can be incredibly lonely. And it's way worse than what anybody will ever explain. And so I think for most people to know that if they ever hear someone that's like, oh, yeah, I'm like dealing with Lyme or, you know, I'm dealing with this, like, take it really seriously and send them to the milk cleanse website no. <laughs> but really like it'll help people get better but um no i think it's like it's more of a i really hope that it becomes more understood in our society so that people don't have to suffer and so that there's more and more solutions what do you wish you knew sooner about healing i think i said this a couple times throughout this discussion but just that like the human body is in a constant state of balancing and rebalancing and that's all that healing really is. So the process of staying in balance or choosing to be out of balance and then knowing what gets you back in balance is probably the most empowering thing that we can do for ourselves. What do you wish you knew about, um, what do you wish you knew sooner about starting a business? It depends on the business. Uh, that's an interesting one. I think, so I started my first business when I was 21. And I was like a little punk at the time and was a little cocky. I think that I wish that I would have paid more attention to what I'm not good at and what I don't like doing. Because I think that the fastest way to being the best that you can be and achieving success is by knowing exactly what you don't want to do and what you're not good at so that you don't replicate what you already have and you can really optimize a team. Did you often fundraise for your startups or did you generate some, like prove a concept first or I don't know, or both? But both. What's your advice on fundraising? So the answer to the first question is I've done everything. Most of my businesses now I fund myself. I've raised a lot of money. Um, my, my most imperative advice about fundraising is I go into every meeting assuming I do not want that person investing in my business. And I approach that as an interview for myself, for somebody to show me why they would be a great investor and a great partner. And with that lens, I've been very blessed by incredible partnership. That's really helpful to hear. And, and this next question is based on something I read about you. Um, what do you wish you knew sooner about developing direct-to-consumer wellness products? Dude, everything. I don't know anything about it. I'm like the person that creates spectacles and parades and throws parties and gets PR. I like literally, to this day, I am struggling with this 
all the time. And I feel like it's harder now than ever before. And it's so expensive. And it also doesn't help when you have a product like the milk cleanse that I can't really talk about what it does. Like I can talk about my experience with it, but I can't make claims. So yeah, it's, it's the most humbling experience of my life. It's the worst. <laughs> I'm at like a total disadvantage. I love that you keep diving into things that have like very logical reasons for you to not do it. <laughs> Especially with the milk cleanse. It's, it's my entire existence. And I, you know, it's the reason that I, that I'm so aware of it. It's like the same reason why I haven't raised any money for it. Cause it's like, maybe one day we'll have another conversation. And I'll be like, against all odds, it's a major success. But milk is very controversial. Yeah. I've had people, I mean, I randomly interview people about how they think about milk because it's like, I try to find any angle and I've had people that are like, oh yeah, milk, like it reminds me of growing up and going to Catholic church. I mean, people have the weirdest associations there. It doesn't help from a marketing perspective. I'm just like, I'm better off just being real about it. Are you sensitive to electromagnetic fields from our technologies I'm the very I'm very sensitive and I can feel energy so that can be like electric currency and it can be you know human but my constitution is like very strong and I I'm not really impacted by stuff like that I mean sometimes I'll get weird stuff where I'll kind of hot like technology will go awry and I'll blow stuff up or Are you serious? <laughs> but I'm not like I'm not like the I know there's a lot of people that have kind of suffered with biotoxicity that are very sensitive to EMFs and things like that. I'm I'm not one of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, my last question is what are your top three tips for practical non-toxic living? <sighs> Drink clean water. Which so is So you drink filtered water? Hard to do, yes. I try to drink filtered water always. I try to drink glass bottled water as much as possible. There's this incredible deuterium depleted water company called Divinia that's amazing. You guys should all check it out. But I have like a Berkey, which you can see behind me, that, I, that has like a fluoride filter. And yeah, I'm very particular about my water. I think that's a huge thing. The skin is our biggest organ. So, you know, when we shower or take baths and stuff, it's a, it's a way of kind of um, keeping toxins out. Do you have a filter on your shower head? I have a filter on my whole house. Your whole house. Yeah, but like people that are that live like in at my place in New York City, I have a filter on I have a filter on the sinks and on the showers and I just water's a big one. My supplements change a lot, but I do very much believe that like we live in a world where we don't get all of the nutrients from our food anymore. So eating super clean, balanced, and organic is important, but I do really believe in like my supplements. And then movement, I think is one of the most imperative things. So I just, I try to like move my body and work out as much as I possibly can. Um, I do a lot work-wise and I have a lot of people that rely on me. So that's like the one thing that's the hardest thing for me to make sure that I like move as much as I really want to. But 
I have the luxury of having the most incredible sister who's a fitness instructor. So I have the paleo, the paleo chef. Yeah, she's got this. Um, if anybody's looking for amazing, like really quick, efficient workouts, she's got this site called RBL Remote, and she's a functional fitness instructor that focuses on the anatomy of the body. I shoot everything. I'm like, I go into like old school um, production assistant mode. I run the camera and the lights and the music. And we shoot at least once a week. It's hilarious. Most of it's shot in my living room. But we've got people all over the world that love it. She's the most incredible trainer. So I'm very lucky for that. I'll check that out too. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? No, thank you so much for having me and like giving me the chance to share my story and what we're all doing. We're, we, my teams and I work really hard every day just to get these messages out to the world so that we can help people that really need it most. So if anybody that's listening to this you know, has questions about the products or the, the things that we've created and how they work and how they can help, like find us on Instagram direct messages. You can email us from the websites. Like we, we're all super passionate about helping people find their happiness. Thank you. Well, thank you for what you do. And um, it's an honor to hear your story and to share it. Thanks. We're going to have to schedule our buffalo milk tasting together. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Okay. Well, take care in the meantime. Thank you. You too. I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. For podcast show notes, visit www.ruanliving.com, spelled www.ruanisanontoxicliving.com. To more easily listen to other episodes, please subscribe to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. And if you'd like to support it, please like it and share it. Until next time.